and have you holding more putts than you ever dreamed possible. If you struggle with your putting, I have no doubt that you'll have tinkered around to find a cure. You'll have tried different putting techniques, tried all sorts of different putters, and fiddled about with a dozen or so other things looking for a cure. Of course you have. You want to improve your putting. We all do. After all, putting should be the easiest part of the game. But if I were a betting man, I would bet that none of these cures worked, at least not in the long term. And if you suffer from the putting yips, I'm sure you've heard that once you have them, you have them for life. So you've probably just given in to the idea that your putting is as good as it's ever going to get. There is no cure, so what's the point of even trying? Well, you haven't got the yips for life. Believe me, and to all struggling putters, yips or not, by following my simple four-step process, your putting will improve, no matter what the cause. Poor putting and soul-destroying putting yips will become a thing of the past, a distant memory, because you are about to tackle your putting troubles at the very heart of the problem. You. Chapter 2 Who Am I? Well, first of all, let me tell you who I am not. I am not a professional golfer, nor am I some marketing guru intent on screwing you out of your money. I'm just a regular guy who once suffered from the putting yips, but who found a cure through trial and error, and who only wants to share his secret with as many broken golfers as possible. In fact, although I am a member of my local golf club, I have not hit a golf ball for almost two years, as of the writing of this booklet, due to an injury on my shoulder. At the end of this booklet, you will find my website address, and you can learn a bit more about me and what I now do for a living. Feel free to contact me if you want, hopefully, to tell me your putting troubles are a thing of the past. Why do I believe that I can help you where others, presumably, have failed? Well, let me tell you a story. Years ago, when I was in my early twenties, I was a fairly decent golfer with a handicap of two, at a time when the best golfer in the British Isles played off plus two. The handicapping system back in the seventies was more demanding than it is now. Ask anyone who knows anything about golf. I represented Dunbartonshire County on three separate occasions, at a time when the regular team consisted mostly of internationalists, one or two of whom were arguably the best golfers in Britain, having played in the Walker Cup. That record doesn't sound like much, but I was proud of that achievement. I was also proud of equalling the then course record at my local golf club, when I shot a three under par 66 with a ball out of bounds at the 16th. So I was a pretty good golfer in my day, with a decent game of golf and a lot of potential. But I could have been better. I could have been much, much better. I know I could have. If I had stuck at it, I could have cut my handicap to one, then to scratch, maybe even played for my country, Scotland, an early goal of mine. I could have taken my game more seriously, 
I could have practiced more instead of spending too much time trying to birdie that damn nineteenth hole. From time to time I even eagled it. I could have taken professional lessons. I could have had a golfing mentor. I could have, I could have, I could have. Instead, what happened was that I developed the putting yips, and rather than lowering my scores, my handicap, and improving my game, I found my game had bottomed out, with next to no chance of ever improving. I was beaten, and I knew it. I was a bit of a hot-headed youngster back then, and with every rising score and missed putt, my anger, frustration, and self-pity mounted. The harder I tried, the more my yips gripped me, and in a surprisingly short space of time, a few months as best I recall, I threw in the towel, sold my golf clubs, and went on my way.